Hello, this is Pam Electric Ghost. Ghost, and do we have Noise Side on? Yeah, hello, man. How is it going? This is Danny Side from Noise Side. Oh, great. Are you the only one going to join, or is it, are other members going to join? Yeah, it's just me. Okay, that's cool. So, um, I was looking at your um, your Instagram, and it says you're industrial rock, industrial metal, EBM. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, that's that's your style. And, yeah, that's right. That's right. And, and you've got your first single on uh, Spotify coming out, um, "Lifeless" tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow we are releasing our first single. Cool. So yeah. I sent you the questions. So typically, what I'll just introduce, like I'm Fan Electric Ghost. I'm a musician and producer myself. I've had this mm-hmm. podcast since 2018. Uh, we started with like 3,000 listens. Now we're up to 22,000. And mm-hmm. we're on 11 different platforms, including Spotify. Actually, Anchor is part of Spotify. And, oh, okay, okay. And uh, other podcast platforms like Apple, Radio Public, Overcast, mm-hmm. and many more. Um, so I sent you the questions. And so mm-hmm. the first question we get into usually is like, how do you first get into music and at what age? Well, my first, let's say I was... Uh... I was a piano student and at when I was eight years old. Okay. So you started there. That's a good place to start. I'm a keyboard player myself. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> yeah, this like I I didn't like it too much like piano, but everybody says that piano is the mother of the instruments. So so I just <laughs> I just continued. <laughs> Yeah, I guess when you first learn piano, you're learning like classical, you're doing scales. It's not as exciting as if you had like a Gibson or a Les Paul guitar if you're a drummer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, but as you get older, you find out about compositions, like the piano is the key to writing everything. <laughs> exactly, yeah. That um, was so, my, my case, yeah. Yeah, but once you learn all those chords and all the, the ability you can have there, and then you get a MIDI controller and you get a DAW or you go like me and you get Moogs and you get Rollins and you get Profits and you start going crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> but, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> um, so, so how long have you been working on music since you got the piano? Did you switch to a different instrument or did you just stay like with synths or keyboards or DAWs? What did you do? Well, I always wanted to be like a guitar player and so electric guitar could be like my main main uh, instrument mm-hmm. so i i really enjoyed and the distortion of that's what i that's i wanted to, yeah that's what i wanted to become a musician in the first place but i got into the piano and then i i, I was i mean i switched to 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 electric guitar and then i i just wanted to be like a guitar player so time goes i mean the time goes by and and then i just became like a music producer as well because i needed to sound like i really needed to sound cool and well produced because i used to yeah i used to go to some recording studios but they just used to mix and that's that was that was it and so I needed to, to sound good. So I needed to learn about music production. 
So, so you started. I'll, I have some questions about that. But I'll, I'll start with the next question. Is um, so when you start, when did you start working on your own music? My own music. It was in. Do you mean like my like? It yeah, write, write, like writing your own songs. Like when everybody starts as a musician, they, they you know you start you learn you go to a conservatory or you go for lessons or you play other people's music, but you don't actually write your own until you actually, you know, you start having that feeling that you can write your own. So I'm trying to find out. I always ask all the guests, like what age did you actually start writing your own music? Well, the, I remember the, the, my, my first composition was when I was, I mean, uh, nine years old, maybe, oh, or cool. 10 years old. Yeah. So you started but, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like it was just an idea and I was just playing around and <laughs> it was cool. So I, I realized I wanted to be like a com- com- composer, right? Yeah, yeah, it's cool. So so when did you you know decide that you actually had a talent for it and you started going deeper into it? Did you keep on going when you were nine or did, did you drop it and start again? Like did you just keep on going from nine years old? Um, I, I think I was more into like and um, be uh, how do you say interpreter. Mm-hmm. So I was playing. You know, I used to play Beethoven, Bach. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, but then I, I I just came back in in the composition after I learned a lot uh, from those composers. So I tried to to be like them. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so when do you start? When you started getting into the more like hard rock, because your band, um, as your description is, is your industrial rock, industrial metal, and EBM. Um, uh huh. So when did you start taking some of that classical stuff and turning it into into rock? Like when did you start doing that? Well, that that was just in two thousand thirteen. Yes, I I used to listen to industrial metal, but never like I don't I don't know why I then then when someday in 2013 I decided I wanted to to do industrial metal because you can add electronic yeah. sounds, you can add a lot of things more than just guitar and bass and drums. And also you can you can play with the voice. They you can put like robotic yeah. voices or you can you can add effects to the mm-hmm. voice. So that that was really cool for me. So That's when you produce Yeah. So you produce music and then you, you, you say, Oh what I can do all of this is so cool. So <laughs> Yeah, so so yeah. I started, you know, back when mm. I was like 17 as well, I started young. And uh-huh. back in the day, my age, I had a Casio CZ 101. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then, then I got a Roland D5, which is like a dumbed down version of a D50. Um, uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, now, now years later, I've got a whole studio and I've got like a Mo grandmother, I've got Mother 32, coming uh, mm-hmm. from another mother, I got Roland's, I got Euro Rats. I, so I'm a hardware guy, but I I, I kind of came up with bands like Genesis and Yes, mm-hmm. prog- progressive rockers. You know they use synths, um, and so I was really into that. 
and I still yeah. kind of go that way. And um, it's just interesting. I use Voicoders. I use Roland vocal transformers. Oh, okay, VT threes okay. and VT fours to create characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and the lead singer of my band is a female version of myself. Oh, okay. Named okay. Josephine Electric that I create from a VT four. Ah, oh, that's cool. So, okay. so I understand what you're saying. Like, so electronic music in general allows mm-hmm. you to kind of go anywhere you want. And yeah, yeah exactly. And, and industrial yeah. has a harder edge. I, mean, I grew up with punk bands like the Sex Pistols and the Clash, and you know, Joy Division. You know, mm-hmm. like the replacements who used to do it, like Susie and the Banshees, the Runaways. So I have always had a punk aesthetic, and I appreciate mm. what you're saying. With the industrial metal, kind of has a punk attitude too, like grunge kind of heavy metal attitude. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. And you know, Trent Reznor is kind of like the king of that initially. Where yeah, mixed the ability to take sense and then be very hard edged, which mm-hmm. you know, sense had this new wave aspect where everybody thought it was like Duran Duran or Flock of Seagulls or synth wave, you know. But you can get really powerful with like, yeah, like with Moogs and Prophets, you could really, you know, you can slam as hard as any punk band if you have that kind of initiative. Excellent. <laughs> yeah, so for me, it was like, I mean, I, I feel like I am free. I am free and and I can create. Not, I mean, following the style, but you feel really free to put your your ideas there. So yeah, you're real open with that. So, so what kind of um, digital audio workstation do you use? I use uh, mostly I use Pro Tools. Pro Tools, and okay. yeah, I'm in FL Studio. FL, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do you all mm-hmm. use just like, like MIDI keyboards and plugins, or do you have some like real hardware keyboards? Uh, just, just MIDI keyboards and plugins. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of an old school guy. I, I kind of, you know, I grew up with like Rollins and yeah. Profits. And yeah. Stuff, and I'm, I'm in my 50s, so I was able to collect them. So I have ah, them. Ah, okay. That's so cool. I, so I got them. So it's like, I understand mm-hmm. the plugins because, you know, you can have your laptop, you can do it, everything. But if you ever get mm-hmm. your hands on a Moog, yeah, yeah, you won't go back. <laughs> I I get it. The only problem is that maybe it's a little a little expensive for me. But yeah, but and also you don't have here like you cannot just choose and hey go to the to the music store. And yeah. Thing. So where are you? Where are you in the world? I am in Asuncion, Paraguay. Oh wow, Paraguay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like I in the U.S. You know modes in north carolina i mean i live in new New hampshire which but it's still easier to get to you know it's easier oh, okay, to get, okay. get a mode in the u.s we can get them without sh- shipping prices and stuff um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we can find old ones sitting in like pawn shops and stuff so mm-hmm. that's <laughs> so cool I kinda, yeah. yeah i kind of found one of my first um, um mode i've had a mini mode back in the 70s mm-hmm. um, and back then people didn't care about it so you ah, could, okay. You could, you could find a mini mode sitting in a pawn shop for like three hundred bucks. Now, ah, okay, okay. That same model is like three thousand bucks. Exactly. Yeah. But back then, people were like, "Who cares about that?" You know. So. Ah. <laughs> so, so but, but I, I used to go find the old like DX sevens and sitting in people. People get rid of them. You know, parents Ooh. didn't know what they were worth. They did get rid of it. You know, so ah. kids, kids, they were in a rock band and then they get rid of it. And I go looking around and you find it. You can find <laughs> you can find profit fives and you can find all kinds of crazy stuff. But um, yeah. So so that's cool. A lot of the bands I talk to use digital audio workstations, and 
you mm-hmm. just talked about how you use Pro Tools and FL Studio. I actually worked with a musician on a project that used FL Studio. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar with that. But um, so like, who are your influences like in terms of like your genre that you're in now? Like the noise side ba- band that you have now that's industrial rock, industrial metal, and EBM. Who do you look to as um, like reference points or other bands in that genre? So it is, I think, main could be like, I, I, we don't sound like that. We are like Nine Inch Nails. Oh, cool. um, yeah. I thought you may have that sound. Your, your look mm-hmm. is like that. Uh, your, your images on your Instagram kind of, kind of project that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then, but based on what you're saying and your description, it seems like that. Because I, I actually saw Nine Inch Nails at that Woodstock performance where Green Day with the mud was thrown on him. I was mm-hmm. actually there. <laughs> oh, cool. Everybody talks about the Green Day performance from that Woodstock, but the Nine Inch Nail performance oh. was, un- was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. That performance, if you've ever seen that video, they were just kicking. They were just, to see them live was like very inspiring and they got me into doing what I do today. Because mm-hmm. seeing people with keyboards and guitars yeah, being as hard as like you know led zeppelin or being real powerful people were like you know you don't you don't just sound like duran duran not that it's not their bad band but mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. with sense kind of get put to all oh, you're doing what kind of thing you're doing you're doing some kind of poppy bubblegum mm-hmm. and and trent was able to show how powerful you could be exactly and, yeah yeah and i really appreciate mm-hmm. that because i think that's you know when you have a synth and you go i've gone to new york and people are like what are you gonna do and then i come out with my moog and i start kicking Mm-hmm. And I'm out of a Marshall amp, and they're like, "Man, you sound like a guitar." And it's like, "Boy, that's the point." <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. So that's what I'm always trying to do. So I totally get that. Um, yeah. So if you're talking about your new song, because it comes out tomorrow, I don't know how much you want to give away. But on Lifeless, what 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 kind of what kind of song is that? Can you talk about it, or you you know, wait for everybody to listen to it tomorrow? Um. Yeah, I can talk. Uh, I can talk about it. It's like, it's. Do you mean like in in in? Well, I guess music, they, what, maybe talk about what the songs like um, subject matter, and then maybe the vibe that people should are gonna get from it. From like how what you rec- how you recorded it, what you were feeling when you record, what you're trying to convey. Uh, I get it. So basically, it's like when you you feel kind of empty and you know that depression and you feel like you wake up every day but you everything is like lifeless it's like i don't know how to explain it's like oh okay kind yeah. of like, like anomie like there's a sociological term yeah called anomie it means it kind of disassociated from society people would get depression mm-hmm. from a sociological standpoint they're kind of affected by this idea of anomie, which is like you're like disconnected from society. You kind of feel like you're not part of anything. You kind of get depressed. Exactly. You know? yeah, um, so in some point it says like, uh, I don't mind if you feel alone. And so it's, I, I, I don't remember <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm actually going to put the link Mm-hmm. on this podcast when when that song comes out tomorrow mm-hmm. uh, because we're connected to spotify one cool thing we can do what we do for all of our artists we can actually embed a spotify link onto the podcast mm-hmm. and when, when people click on this podcast they can also click on that single 
mm-hmm. and it'll go right to Spotify, which is pretty cool. Um, oh, cool, cool. So, so that won't happen until it's up. So maybe when it shows up later tomorrow, I'll add it. So I can continually update the podcast to have mm-hmm. additional links at any time, and it will get pro- propagated through all the websites that we're on, all the podcasts we're on. Oh, so, that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna put from what I can see, I've got a couple of links for you. I've got your Instagram link, and I've got your show dot com link. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll put that on. Okay. And, uh, yeah, if you've got any like music videos or anything you're gonna put on later, we can put that up. Yeah, actually tomorrow we're going to uh, release the video clip as well. So I got into into video music production, but I I don't know. I I think I did it well, but well, that's people, cool. So is it gonna uh, be on YouTube or is it gonna be just on Instagram? And on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I see that, if you send me the link. Mm-hmm. I can put it on the show. I can put it on the podcast too. Oh, okay, okay, cool. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So we were talking about how you use um your, your DAW. So you totally use the DAW. You don't go to a recording studio. You do everything in the DAW. Uh, I pl- and I record the bass and I record the uh, guitars. So yeah. and, and the voice. Cool. And I program the drums. Yeah. So you don't end up bringing the bring it to a to a um a full recording studio. You do everything within like Pro Tools. Sorry, I didn't get it. Do, do, do you do the whole production in Pro Tools or do you do do some production in Pro Tools and then give it to a producer or you just totally produce it yourself? Uh, yeah, I totally produce it myself. That's Everything cool. was it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even the master, you do the master? Yeah, that's yeah, cool. mix and mastering as well. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Because I do, I do that as well because I've got the hardware over time I've, I've done that. But um. So when you play your show, do you play locally or do you play within your region? Where where do you actually play? So right now we are just playing here locally because we are kind of new. Like we have like half years. I mean, oh, cool. I, we started in July two thousand nineteen. So yeah. are you planning on trying to get into festival gigs or 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 go beyond your area? Yeah, for sure, for sure. That's a goal cool. for sure. Yeah. So, so um, when you thought, have you thought about collaborating with other artists? Like today, a lot of artists in multiple genres will collaborate with like hip hop artists, or they'll collaborate with jazz artists, or they'll collaborate with rockers or pop stars. Have you just decided that you want to concentrate on your on your particular own music, or do you want to work with other artists? Yeah, we are open to to work with other artists as far as we like, and I don't know if if we have like a chemistry with with the artists. In, so mm-hmm. I, we are open to that. Why not? But maybe yeah. in maybe yes. in and in the future, yeah. Yeah. Why not? We've seen, yeah, we've seen that because I actually involved in a bunch of collaborations going into twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be working with uh, some folks in uh, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I'm working with some folks in some other countries uh, on some cool projects. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah, so, so it's like, you know, and, and some of them are, you know, some of them are in the same kind of like dark wave synth pop that I'm in. And some of them are, are doing other stuff. that mm-hmm. more like, uh, like uh, you know, I actually worked with a hip hop person one time. I did a, a record with a couple of hip hop guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with a rock band in New York City. And I, I worked with an actress. Uh, like cool. an EDM um, per, she was Death Out Studio we put out a record mm-hmm. um, and she was an actress she actually uh, 
that's her day gig is she's actually like a, like a an actor that shows up on movies uh, mm-hmm. as like you know like like character like a like a stand-in kind of like you know not not main billing but she's a, she's on in the actors guild and she does movies mm-hmm. um, and voiceovers and stuff but she really wanted to be a musician mm-hmm. but acting is her day job. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I like to collaborate with all kinds of people, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I always ask people about that just to see what they're doing. So, what what do you think about like the whole um, scene now with DJs and hip hop artists that don't have bands? You know, they come out with like a CDJ, and that's the vibe, and they're not actually playing guitar or keyboard or bass or drums. What, mm. What's your opinion about that in, compared to like live musicians? Like, do you have any thoughts on the direction of the music that way? Yeah, and um, my opinion about that is that and DJs are like they they produce their music in their home, so they in life they go and just maybe put, uh, I mean they they do the mix with their own their own songs, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. the so the the art there is like know how to how to put song after song and how to do the transitions between the songs and how to you entertain people. And yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more yeah. like, it's more a, a show than yeah. play uh, an instrument. But I, I'm cool with that. I mean, I don't yeah, know. It's part, it's part of electronic music, but one of the things that kind of happens to me is like, I'm an old school musician and, um, Mm-hmm. Sometimes people get confused because I say I'm an electronic mu- musician and they think I'm a DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and get then it, I'm I like, get it. no, mm-hmm. like I have road cases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah, I have, mm-hmm. I have roadies. I have guys, like drummers. I've got guitar players. So it's like, so I, I'm just not showing up with a CDJ. It takes me 30 minutes for for uh, a sound check. Like, <laughs> it's like exactly. a real, I'm a real, I'm a real band. It's not to put it Ex- down. But, I don't just come with a little suitcase. I come with like a bunch of roadies and a roadies. Exactly. Yeah. I so it's, I mean, it's a different experience. So I just like, you know, I understand what they do and they are musicians. It's just they're mm-hmm. a different type of musician, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I think the industry just changed because as, as you said, it's like more easy. I mean, it's easier to put a CDJ and then just go to the mix and that sounds good already. So if you are a band, you have to, how do you say, hire the roadie, hire the band itself. So you have a lot of more scene you have to mix and everything has to sound like really good. So you, I mean, like in cost of production, (laughs) in cost of production is like more. So I think that's why maybe DJs go and went into that, like, it is like, cheaper to yeah. do huh? yeah it's a lot easier when i go to new hmm. york i mean i have to go get a van and get a roadie mm-hmm. i gotta do a setup i got all this equipment i gotta watch to make sure people don't steal it <laughs> yeah so, you know it's just a lot of overhead and it's a lot harder mm-hmm. than you know in some ways because I, I i'm playing a live show i have to we have to practice exactly yeah, yeah. you have to be in tune you've got to yeah, it's a different thing. And mm-hmm. I understand it's easier to go there and you do play with your CDJ and you have controllers and stuff. You can do it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as an electronic musician, mm-hmm. now I've got sequencers. And I'm a kind of old school. I've got analog and digital sequencers. Mm-hmm. I've got foot pedals, but I've got a big stack of keyboards. Mm-hmm. And I actually play them. Yeah. You know, so, so I've got my drum machines and I can kick them off and I can do stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but I'm actually playing you know, live. 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 I get and it. So a lot of bands mm-hmm. I've seen bands, I've talked to bands that actually have like MIDI controllers and to be able to do their song that's on Spotify, mm-hmm. they've got a bunch of tracks that are already in the MIDI mm-hmm. already on their controllers and running through their sequences, but they like, they, they mute a couple tracks and they play the guitar live mm-hmm. they play the bass live and they play the drum live. So when you play, because you did everything in the DAW, do you do it like that? Do you have tracks that you mute and then play stuff live? Exactly. Yeah, we do like that because we are a bass and guitar and drummer and I, I sing. So we put the back track and yeah, we mute something like we try to do like. So we don't have the keyboard this, the keyboard this, right? So yeah, yeah. so basically that goes into the backtrack, and oh, we so you just have to run it through the, off your computer, off your dock. You just run it through like main stage or something. Exactly, and then yeah. everything else is is live. I mean, we play live, and the arrange and everything yeah. like and synthesizers and uh, is like playback, but nothing else, just that. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that's like my band. Everything, all the keyboards are live. <laughs> ah, that's cool. Yeah, that would <laughs> be like, really that, cool. Yeah, that's but... everything I'm doing. Can I? I mean, I kind of grew up with bands like Yes mm-hmm. and like Par- Par- <clears throat> Parliament Funkadelic and Genesis. You know, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. So I grew up mm-hmm. watching guys like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nine Inch Nails, and I saw Trent like on his Mini Moog, mm-hmm. on his Prophet Five, on his Jupiter. And I've been always that guy that's like, oh, I want to get that Jupiter 8. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I want to have that Prophet 5. I want to have that Oberheim, mm-hmm. you know, the mini mode or a Hammond B3. I'm kind of like, I'm a keyboardist. So I, I want to be on a Hammond B3. Yeah. I, I want to be on a Yamaha piano. That's kind of like my thing. Um, for sure. For I, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people today, you, you don't have to. But like I try to tell the kids, like, you know, guys I work with, it's like, if you, Get yourself, it's like, you know, a guitar player. You want to be on your Fender, you want to be on your Stratocaster, you want to be on your Les Paul. Mm-hmm. If you're a keyboardist, you want to be on your Hammond B3, you know. Yeah. You want to have your Mini Moog, you want your Yamaha your DX7. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's the same thing. And it's like, I try to tell you, boy, you can just do that in the soft thing. Like, yeah, you can, mm-hmm. but, but, but it's nothing like a Hammond B3 for real. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. nothing like a real Yamaha piano. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, mm-hmm. that, that's just what it is. But, mm-hmm. um, so when you think about the future of music, mm-hmm. um, like where you're going is kind of like where things are going. I've I, I seen a lot of new bands mm-hmm. kind of doing this kind of hybrid metal that's bringing like kind of what Trent was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of new bands going that way. There's a lot even hip hop people are introducing jazz and metal and stuff into their music. Mm-hmm. So do you think the future of music is more kind of cross genre? Like people not just staying in one genre, they're kind of crossing. I think I really think that's a direction because everything is like crossing right now. I mean, it is starting to do. I mean, maybe a few years ago it started because yeah. yes, everything is crossing because music is like something universal, right? So yeah. every I think in some point everything is gonna mix and mix more and. Mix. So yeah, I think yeah, that's mm-hmm. like country music has shifted into like pop music mm-hmm. and, and become less, less like folk. Exactly. And, yeah. and then, you know, like uh, hip hop bands have actually come out and then they have full bands behind them. Yeah, uh-huh, American uh-huh. like rap bands 
sometimes now have guitar players and drummers and horn sections mm-hmm. so they have full bands yeah you know yeah. and i'm like wow that's cool you know mm-hmm. i went to new york and i i saw this hip-hop band it was like had a jazz band backing them up uh-huh. and they were cool. they were doing mm-hmm. like coltrane type of jazz mm-hmm. with like beat poetry oh and nice said, well, that mm-hmm. that's cool and yeah like, and i'm into coltrane and sunrod and like miles and i'm like Yes. And I was just sitting there was like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, So um, what, what do you think about streaming services like Spotify <clears throat> compared to like, I grew up with like physical albums. Mm-hmm. I used to go to the record store and pick up vinyl. Yeah. I picked up Purple Rain mm-hmm. when it came out on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And, and I played on the record player. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, the one thing back then that I would say is that when you bought a record, mm-hmm. you, you kind of listen to the whole album. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's the kind mm-hmm. of thing I grew up listening to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I see now today people just pick tracks here and there. And when I grew up, I would go and listen to the whole Purple Rain album. I would listen to the whole Yes album. Um, just because when I bought it, that's how I had to listen to it. If you put it on a record player, you might as well listen to the whole thing. Yeah. So I basically was the same, but with and see a compact disc, right? With CD. Yeah. yeah. So I used to listen to all the the whole album. I think people don't listen to to a whole album. Maybe not too much people because they have like too many options today, and yeah. and they have the streaming service, so they go just into a playlist. And they find they find like a, a lot of good bands. So how, how do you yeah. have how do you have like a ton of time to listen to all the bands? I don't know. It's like you, yeah, just... I, I kind of feel sad for that because there was a whole thing kind of goes back to the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. To Sgt. Pepper, the whole idea, and it was it kind of seems like we kind of done something in music history that's kind of like going backwards because. Before mm. the Beatles, mm-hmm. the world was a singles world. Yeah. Everybody got 45s and 78s. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So you yeah. go back to the Motown era, right? The Motown era. Mm-hmm. Almost all those bands, all they did is do singles and 78s all the time. Okay. They hardly, and then they, the albums would eventually get put together from the singles and 78s. Okay. So they would keep putting them out like every week, every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like the way the world is with Spotify. Mm-hmm. And, and then yeah. what happened was like the Beatles came up with this idea that you're going to build a, a concept that's actually worth listening to the whole record. Mm-hmm. That was like mm-hmm. Sgt. Pepper. And then that caused all these other bands to make their Sgt. Pepper. Mm-hmm. You had the Beat Boys did uh, Pat Sounds. You know, you had, you know, all these other bands like The Who and stuff doing Tommy, where rock operas and, you know, Genesis doing progressive rock. So you had like this thing where a Pink Floyd album, The Wall, you're supposed to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I you get know, it, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So the weird thing is that hip-hop bands, mm-hmm. their fans will listen to the whole project. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of hip-hop bands that have concepts that, that people are kind of drawn into listening to the whole record. But it seems like in pop music and other genres, um, people are more into this, the singles. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's going to come around as you get bands that that create new music is just so powerful that you have to listen to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on like if you can get that vibe, and you have you have to also think about the visuals. Exactly. Yeah. 
if you're a guy like a Freddie Mercury from Queen mm-hmm. or like a Prince or you're like like uh, like a Lady Gaga, you, you have such a presence that people end up using your stage presence to kind of drive them to listen to the whole project. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so if you if you have I have to like as an artist, the musician is first it comes crafting the songs, right? Mm-hmm. But in order to your presentation is half of it. If you can do a presentation that captures your audience. Exactly, yeah. Imagination, then you can probably get them to to, to listen to the whole project. Mm-hmm. You've got to do more than just the music. It's exactly. Kind of like the whole package. Exactly, so, yeah. I think that will come back around as you get artists that are, that are more visual. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have visual projects that force you to listen to, like, to watch the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The video, the video might have like five songs in it, but they're all strung together. Mm-hmm. And and you have an idea, and you kind of your audience kind of, in order to get the idea, they gotta watch the whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's mm-hmm. that. The, the, the kind of trick now, or the pitch, is to put together your songs to kind of do that to draw your audience in. And I think if, when you see bands do that, they become successful. They're going to get more and more bands doing it. But mm-hmm. we are kind of in the 1950s again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's great to have you on. And uh, I think, um, Noise Side, we're going to see your, your new, hear your new single tomorrow, mm-hmm. Lifeless. And it's going to be on, like, is it, it's going to be on Spotify. Is it going to be on other platforms? Yeah, and on Deezer, Apple Music, and cool so Maybe. it'll be on all the platforms everybody's like used to and uh, you should go out and listen to it we're going to have the hyperlink to spotify here mm-hmm. and we're going to publish this tonight we won't have that spotify until tomorrow um but but be on tune be in tune for it and, and as soon as you guys have more material mm-hmm. if you checked out our podcast we've had bands on multiple times to talk about their projects Okay. So as mm-hmm. you as you get more material or new projects, you can let us know, and we'll have you come on again. Okay. So I really, I'm really thankful. I, uh, sorry, <laughs> thankful with you. So. Um, but yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like so, to, we like to break new artists, and this is cool. We're actually breaking you before your single, so this is the first for us. We've we've had some bands on that um, are are had a pre-album release, but we've talked to them before. But this is the first band we uh, are talking to. Where you, this is your first release. So, mm. this is really cool. So oh, thank okay, you okay. very much for letting us do that for you. And we had Danicide from, from uh, Noiside. And uh, good luck to you. And we, we hope to hear from you again. Okay. So, thank you so much for, the, for this space and best wishes. Okay. We'll send you the links through our, the Instagram as they get published. Okay. 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 okay thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye.